Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. We are live right here on CCCRadioShow.com, Spreaker.com, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Pandora. I mean, there's so many. I, I, I have trouble, honestly, remembering all the different places that you can find us, but hey found us you have and i want to say thank you so much for downloading the interview with oliver cop and sharing it with your friends of our favorite uh wrestling simulator that is tnm a lot of great information a lot of cool stuff that we actually got to pick up on from him so i am uh i'm, I'm really happy with how that all went I, I was super surprised that we did two hours for a guy that was signing on with us to start the show at 2.30 his time. Yes. I was very surprised. I was excited. I said I will be. I was a little disappointed when I found out that there's no chance of it coming to iOS. But, alas. So, I can tell you this. Oliver has always been very, very upfront and honest about um, his, his projects and his time. And he has hinted in the past that mobile is where he would like to see it done. But he really does feel strongly that if Apple doesn't, you know, open up the restraints that they have on some of the programming, that he just doesn't feel confident that it would be a, a fair, fair way to do it. So, as you can hear in the sounds of our voices, it is myself, Stan Grubb. You've already heard from Rob Hefner. Hey. Brian Taylor, how are you, man? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are y'all? You know, we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. We are uh, living the dream. How about you, Rob? Huh. I'm awesome. I was going to say, he's clearly living the dream as well. No, I'm, I actually was trying to be a good sport. And since I was making some noise, wrapping some presents, that I thought I would mute so you wouldn't hear. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, aha. Uh-huh. Well, so, you know, good. Starting a two-week vacay. Nice, nice. Two weeks is always nice to have off. A little time to decompress and to uh, hopefully, hopefully relax a little bit. Yes. Going to see 
the Spider-Man tomorrow. Oh man, you're you're really gonna enjoy it. It's gonna be a blast. I'm excited. I'm really excited. You taking all the kids or just you? Oh, it's gonna be me and my youngest two. They will come with me. We have our seats reserved. Let them pick them. So, yes, no spoilers, please, folks. Even though, like, the lady who owns the local comic store, I saw her in the hallway at work, and she goes, best Spider-Man movie ever. She's like, Mm. that's all I'm saying. Mm. I'm like, well, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that does... I mean, that, it's not really a spoiler, but it definitely puts your hopes up. So then if you're ever disappointed about any of it, it's like, she lied. She lied. It's all her fault. <laughs> you bastard. I can't think of anybody that would be disappointed by it. Brian, do you think there's anybody that's disappointed by that film? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure there's some, though. Uh, you know, there uh... Probably could be. There's always somebody disappointed in everything in life. Yeah, there's just some unhappy there's some people, people. that are mad because the sun came up today. It wasn't supposed yes. to. It was supposed to stay set. Ah, but apparently tomorrow is the last, is the shortest day of the year. Sweet. Or sunlight. Over. <laughs> but then after tomorrow, it's supposed to start getting lighter longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some knowledge for you all that you'd never have to know again, but now you do. <laughs> Professor Hefner has graced us with our education for the day. <laughs> <laughs> that was the useless knowledge by Rob Hefner. Thank you. <laughs> On the next, something you wish you didn't know. <laughs> Hey, I got some interesting information from this past week, or two weeks, rather. Uh, We spent so much time talking with Oliver. There's so many things that have been happening. Let's talk about, like, just the the biggest part, I think, where uh, AEW debuts a new, a brand new sensation. Somebody that is already outselling CM Punk for T-shirts and for his beanie. Any guesses as to who it would be? Uh, Marco, your mama. Oh, why's it got to be my mom? Why can't I put my mom in this? Oh, it's better than the alternative. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) My mom don't sell merch. (laughs) (laughs) If my mom had a t shirt out, I wonder what it would say. Stan! (laughs) Would it just be a lit cigarette? Dan, you're making noise down there. <laughs> so, of course, I'm talking about Breathing the man responsible loud. for all of this excitement for Mary Hookmas. That's right. I'm talking about the debut of the son of Taz. And quite frankly, uh, this could be like lightning in a bottle for AEW as Hook debuts on Rampage, just destroying Fuego del Sol. Um, and, uh, there's, there's so much positive buzz about this that even, even the most skeptic, 
even the most critical person of professional wrestling nowadays, that's one James E. Coronet, says that he effing loves this kid. Says his hair is going to be the most over hair in the wrestling business. I think people have called it unfortunate in the past, an unfortunate head of hair or just weird or whatever. But the hair fits him perfectly. But F, he's in great shape. More importantly, he's got attitude. The facial expressions and the way he comes off when he's healing the people. And he was heelish in his demeanor. He's got some natural things. I know Taz has been training him. And he's been training him with a bunch of, I'm sure, a bunch of different people. But he's got he's got shit you really can't teach. If his personality was... <laughs> Only Jim Cornette can say this. He, he, he's got shit you really can't teach. If his personality was a wet wet fucking a bag of wet fucking lettuce what the hell i'm reading that full full quote for the first time and it just throws me off but brian jim Cornette loves this guy how do you how do you not take this and just run with it i mean hook is a sensation right now well i mean i don't think anybody was expecting the performance mm-hmm. i know i wasn't um but it looks like this kid can go, and it could, you know, it could be like their first, I guess, true home homegrown superstar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for AEW. Well, I mean, you talk about his his appearance and his demeanor coming out to the ring. It honestly, you can tell, you can tell that he's Taz's kid that Taz has a huge hand in this training. Just the, the way he carries himself is, um, I'll say it, it's impressive. I mean, you don't see that, and I, I think Jim Cornette hits the nail right on the head. He he has that a very unique sense of being. Like, he's self-aware to where he knows what he has to do to at least get people to react. Now, what happens from here, who knows, because he's got a huge, huge challenge in front of him as he takes on one half of Bear Country this week. Uh, Bear Bronson, I believe, is the guy's name. Yeah, but I bet you he'll, he will, like, systematically take him apart, right? And he'll he'll wrestle a different style than what he did with Fuego. Really? Hmm. I can see him working a body part. And like literally taking him off his feet and then just putting him down. Uh, if that is true, if he's able to break him down in a completely different way, this just serves to help to, to help the uh, the presentation of Hook. It's it is crazy to me, especially when you watch all of these different things that have happened with him, as he's just been out there, kind of in the background giving giving chips to his fellow members of team f you know team taz i was about to say team ftw i mean he's really been kind of a a silent presence so to see him come out there and just really kill it on a debut you only get one chance to make a first impression that is the old saying And, and in this case hey um what happens next is huge but for the moment soak it in Rob, what did you think of Hook's debut? I mean, I guess I was just, I'm one of the ones on the uh, on the other side of the planet. Like, I didn't realize whose kid it was. So, 
I was just watching it as, you know, like, hey, it's awesome. They gave this kid a, a start. Like, mm-hmm. who is he? And it's awesome that they gave him this, you know, this platform. So now it makes more sense why they gave him this platform. Ugh. His dad works for us that platform. So, But, I mean, to get Jim Cornette to like anything is a feat in itself. So, like, at least he can walk around the back of the back of the place, like, look at Nick Jackson and then go, yeah, Jim Cornette doesn't like you all. <laughs> but they like me. He's got something that they don't got. He's got the love and affection of James E. Right. Cornette. <laughs> hey, Kenny, I got something you don't have. What? Jim Cornette's phone number. <laughs> That's right. Coming I got invited to Castle Cornette. <laughs> Yes, I said invited on purpose. Hey, you you do you, buddy. You do you, sir. This <laughs> is such a huge positive, and, and to see, um, I want to word this properly, to see just the, the positivity, the overwhelming positivity on social media about Hook's uh, debut really does put a, a great spin on, on what can happen next. And, and really, why not? I mean, you've got an opportunity with him that I think Tony Khan recognizes and that he'll capitalize on it in the best way possible. Um, I'm not going to say anything crazy like he's going to beat Hangman Page, but I think he is, he's got a very unique presentation. And if he continues down the road he's on, there's really no telling how far he could go. And granted, I mean, this is, we're all over the moon about it, but this is after only one week. So who had a better debut, him or Braun Breaker? In your opinion, uh, Hook. I think Hook had a better debut. I think Hook's opponent made him look better in his debut than Breaker's debut. Okay. What do you think, Brian? Um, I don't know. I I never even tried to put the two together. Um, uh, I mean, Breakers was, what, a few weeks ago? Mm-hmm. So it's not really in my memory, so it probably wasn't uh, all that stand out. It stand, didn't stand out for me. Okay. Yeah, no, Rob, you asked the question. You You tell the answer. What do you think? I mean, I think Hooks was received better. Um, I think Breakers was... I feel Breaker was more of a package, like, presentation, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... But, obviously, Hooks one that caught everybody by storm. How quick do you think they get an action figure put out for Hook? Um, if not this series, the next one. Wow, that would be pretty damn fast. <laughs> well, I mean, last thing we need, no offense to anybody, but the last thing we need from AEW figure collection is another Nick Jackson. Like, we don't need any more Young Bucks figures for a couple more series. I'm sorry. I'll say this, the uh, the Young Bucks figures don't look anything like the Young Bucks. Well, I mean, had... at least these series don't have the weird poses, you know? 
Well, there's there's the let's see the one in from I guess series series one probably looks the most like them in my opinion. Then the ones where they've got like the uh, from series seven, which is kind of the Lakers colors. Their their facial expressions. I've I've never seen them actually make an expression on their face even close to that. So I don't know where they get some of these ideas for the molds. Well, then you look at them them in person on a on AEW, and you go, well, the the Bucks don't even look like the Bucks right now. So that's true. That's true. They've changed their appearance so much. It's 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 hard to you know do the face scan, do the body scan that they do, the three D scan, and then have a figure ready, and then go, oh wait, well. Now we've got beards and we're dyeing our hair blonde and we look like the hell we look like the hired gunman in the mob movies from the eighties. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean like the interview I saw on Dynamite, he like one of them looked like he was in a tra- like an old velvet tracksuit from you know, like the Sopranos. Yo, Nick, you get the car. They look like they're uh, straight out of uh, some part of a city in Florida. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they are, dumbass. Well, I mean, they're not like... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's not what I meant, but okay. <laughs> they are from the suburb of Tampa. I mean... I thought they were from California. They are. Well, they're from California, but they live in Florida, so... Mm-mm. They still live in California. Uh, Rancho Cucamonga. I think. I stand corrected as always. Well, I, if if there's a person we would look to to have that information, it should be Brian because Brian knows. Brian's on their mom's Christmas card list. Did they send you cash with that Christmas card? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't reveal anything. Mama Massey's not sending you a little bit of here and there, like, you know, taking care mm-hmm. of you. No. I mean, come on. He's He knows the guy. He doesn't even reveal Ethan. So, you know, he's going to talk about it. He's learned from the bastards. I yeah. Have, I have no response for that. So you shall take a small bow. No. <laughs> Final battle, of course, took place uh, throughout the time that we have uh, done an interview here. What, uh, Brian, I, did you watch all or part of Final Battle? Mm, all of it. You watched all of it? Okay. I did. I did buy it, yeah. Okay. I caught a majority of it. Um, did you get the feeling that Ring of Honor wasn't really expecting to come back from what they were what they were doing? Mm, no, but I think it'll be completely different Ring yeah. of Honor. Like, completely different. Well, not completely, but like NXT 2.0. Oh, wow. Do you think they're going to follow that formula? Uh, I think they're going to change. I'm not, I'm not talking like the aesthetics. Right. But there's going to be, I think there's going to be a legit change. Because mm-hmm. they're going to come back with their new owner, Paul Lescue. No. <laughs> That'd be great. 
Kind of. <laughs> We'd like to meet our clan benefactor. So, I mean, I think that they're letting the belt stay out in the Stratusverse uh, mm-hmm. just to keep the names out. But uh, at the end of the day, when it comes back in April, it'll be a completely different place. There, There's a lot of buzz going on right now that they're going to do um, a big show on, on WrestleMania weekend. And then that'll be the only show they have. They're they're not expecting him to come back after that, which is really a shame because I I mean, granted I've been out of the loop on Ring of Honor for a while. I'm, I would never claim to be any kind of expert for them, but in the times that I remember watching Ring of Honor, you know their product from a wrestling standpoint was always top notch, regardless of really who was on top of the card. Um, and Final Battle was a great example of a company that really still has, in my opinion, had a lot of gas left in the tank. I mean, the world title match by itself was, I want to say it was 45 minutes, and it was action-packed. It was not slow by any stretch of the imagination. No, uh-uh. and, and see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, So I don't see why you even advertise – Oh, we'll be back in April. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to come back. No, I agree with you there. Right. So I think they're going to they're going to figure it out. Somebody else is going to get control, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're going to push forward. And they, you never know. They may decide that we want to take this national. And they're trying to figure out the the dynamics of a national product. Mm-hmm. Right. Because even though they've toured. I've never considered Ring of Honor a national federation. Right? I just haven't. And maybe they want to go the route of uh, AEW. Maybe they're like, we need to go big. It's not like they don't have the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's backing them? Who That's or ultimate and Yeah, it's not like Sinclair ain't got money. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's a, that's a good point, especially when you consider that, you know, Sinclair Broadcast Group has been in business for decades. And if there's a company that, <clears throat> excuse me, has pockets deep enough to really dig in deep and help them out, I would say that they could. But what's what stopped them from doing that up to now? Because, I mean, before you had the WWE, it was such a powerhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God! He ran WCW out of business. Oh Lord, T or Impact TNA, um, whatever you want to call it, right? Never got traction because they were uh, run by boobs, right? They could have legit been a number two, like legit. Like I mean, think about when they had Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and that group could have legit been a number two. Right, but they they couldn't get out their own way, couldn't mm-hmm. pay their wrestlers, whatever, whatever. Right, and then here comes AEW, automatically makes a splash, national stage, right, right off Jump Street. All you gotta do is follow their formula, mm-hmm. and ROH has the talent just as good as AEW to go national. But it's going to take time to probably put that together. Mm-hmm. 
you know, to maybe make a dent in number three. So, so, so for if you're looking at it from, let's just say from April, since they're gonna they're officially done as, as of right now no. until April. Mm-hmm. What does it take for them to get national? What are the first steps they have to do? You have to you have to book arenas. I mean, you have to you have to you have to go bigger than what they do in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been to Baltimore. It's like the you can't even call it a civic center. It's more like a, a sports complex. So that's not first Marriott Arena. Shows. Huh? It's not I don't first Marriott. I don't know if it has a, a, a name or not, but normally their shows are not in an, like an arena, what you would call an arena. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some shows are, are more like a, a sports complex where half of it is curtained off. I mean, you go flea back market. and look. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Probably, yeah, I don't know if I call it a flea market, but kind of like, kind of like Impact, right? Where the, you know, you might have three rows crowd mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the way around the ring. You well, know, that was, they, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I, I, and even like today you can find they're still doing shows like that. Mm-hmm. Granted, there's nothing wrong with it, but they have, an, they have the talent pool to go big. Mm-hmm. You know, they have talent pools to fill four or 5,000 seat stadiums. With, and right now with the free agent pool being so thick, I mean, you've got so many people out there available. Who would you hit your wagon to as your main guy? As my main, yeah. I like Gresham. Yeah, I, I, you know, but um, who was it? EC three, mm-hmm. and uh, what's he going by now? Um, oh, Titan. Bron- yeah, and then they're talking about Cross coming in to, as a stable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, that's the type of stable that can just run rough shot over your. Um, roster and generate news. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jonathan Gresham is not somebody I've seen a whole lot of, you know, and and that's again just due to me not seeing a whole lot of Ring of Honor in the past year or so. But his match with Jay Lethal was tremendous. Um, and you come away from that matchup thinking this is a guy that you really can attach your name to and put put any number of opponents opposite him in the ring and deliver. No, I, you know, I'm going to say, I'll say that I haven't been faithful with ROH mm-hmm. for the last six, seven, eight months or so. But Gresham is, is can probably stand up against any talent in any federation. Mm-hmm. And carry a title and carry your show, and um, he's an amazing talent. The key is to get exposure, right? So, I mean, think about it. ROH <coughs> at me. one time was coming on like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night on Friday night or Saturday night. And, you know, it wasn't a primetime spot. It was buried behind the news. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to rebrand, you have to go national, though. So, I mean, you got the the Briscoes. 
got any number of other talent that, again, stacks up with everybody else. How big of a deal was it to see FTR show up at Final Battle and just brawl with the Briscoes? I know I didn't see it coming. Mm, I'm trying to think. So, with... Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute made slushy is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. With the internet, you know, talk they've been doing mm-hmm. back and forth. When the lights went out, trying to think if I thought it might have been somebody else. I don't think I, I don't think I thought anybody else but FTR. And but it was one of those moments like you just kind of sit up. You're like, oh wow! Like even though you'd see it coming, you mm-hmm. don't see it coming. If that makes sense. See, I honestly I hadn't seen any of the the stuff between FTR and the Briscoes on Twitter. Uh, of course, after the fact, everybody's retweeting it, so you have no choice but to see it. Yeah, but yeah. Beforehand, I I don't remember seeing any of it, so it completely shocked. Me. Mm, I'm trying to think who started it. Um, I think it was uh, maybe it was Dash. Uh, commented on the Briscoes, and then the Briscoes comment back or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just one of these off-the-wall ones like FTR likes to do. You know, they just like to pick pick the fight. And then I think the Briscoes were like time and place or something. You know, dared them to do it. Yeah, I think and, it was like when they announced that, oh, this is it. They're, oh, I'm sorry we didn't get to beat your ass or something like that. Yeah. And, you know... Again, they AEW and ROH were very clever. So, like all the rest of the ROH alum were taped. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, as they as they go through the the clips, you're like, ah, he's not there. Ah, they're not there. Ah, they're not there. And then the lights go out. And they're there. <laughs> they're there. Yeah. And you realize you now have a you now have a legit dream match. That should be in the works. A dream match I didn't know I wanted to see, but now I can't wait. Right. I didn't. I mean, I don't know how you how like you could uh, you know, just been daydreaming and not be like, oh, I'd like to see FTR and the Briscoes. Well, I mean, that's just it. Like, I didn't. It, it never crossed my mind, and it's silly because if there's a tag team that could really flourish and thrive right now in wrestling, the way AEW is done with the uh, Forbidden Door, it's the Briscoes. And I don't think you can let me know if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've even mentioned them when it comes to tag teams that have yet to really, you know, like step in the ring with the Bucks or anything like that in AEW. I'm, I don't know. I think we've probably played dream match with them before. 
but I don't think it's been any time lately. Uh, we may have touched on like FTR, like when they went or become free agents. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this would be one we'd like to see, but uh, again, it would have been that long ago. Well, here's here's a question. Maybe this seems silly, but I asked it earlier and stopped myself because I wanted to ask it on the air. Can the Briscoes hang still, especially with FDR? So let me set the stage for you. Do it. My left hand is up. Oh, no. With my pointer finger out. (laughs) Okay. And you can just walk away, right? (laughs) Brian never fails to deliver on a punchline. You can just get out of here, right? <laughs> Actually, as a matter of fact, you're right. So they're not too, they're, they're just right up the road. I'm sure we can find the farm. I'm not going maybe to that you farm. Should, you can try to get me killed. Maybe you should pose a question to them in person. One J driller away from getting my life ended. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, did you, did you not see the tag team match? I did. How many title reigns is that for the uh, Briscoes now? Uh, I think it's 12, unless I'm off. Damn. But again, I think that's ROH's count. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anything else in in there. Let me pull this over here. Go ahead, Rob. And you also got to look, they've been very ROH loyal for years. Yeah. I mean, at any time, they could have made a jump from one to the other, but they didn't. They stayed ROH, you know? Mm -hmm. Um kind of like the Usos in WWE, you know, Usos are hundred time champs in WWE because they've just been there. They haven't gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've threatened to go anywhere, but then they realize no one's going to get them to push like WWE is because no one cares that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he's to pose these questions in person. He likes, I think so microphone. Yeah. I mean, I, the Briscoes, I know lately have branched down into like other feds. I don't remember. I don't remember if they won titles, but Rob's right there. They've been ROH since they were two skinny little kids. <laughs> the the count on the Briscoes championship reigns, as far as tag championships and Ring of Honor. 12 reigns for a combined time frame of 1,273 days. Yeesh. Well, that just means they like to lose 11 times. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm, I'm assuming you're predicting FTR ahead in this feud. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, no. No, no, oh, no. Maybe we need to go to the farm. Way to go, Shane. No, no. No, no. I, so I think it risk goes all the way. But, however... You know, if you do win it 12 times, that means you've lost it 11. So. It's like Rick Flair's the greatest in the game with the champs, yeah. but he also lost it that many times. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, according to the WWE, 15 times. Because he's Wait, what? 16 time. It means 16-time world champ in the WWE. Yes. Yeah, 16. Yeah, in NWA, WCW, he's 21, 22. So... Because if you count all the ones where he had to lose the title just to get out of town, you know, because he admits that in his book, you know, sometimes there was 
a town that he knew he was taking heat. He just had to, you know what, sometimes you just have to lay down, take the pin, and get the belt back in the back. So. Okay, but I think so. one of I think one of ROH's problems has been the fact that they have been in bed with the WWE for years. You know, they've had some sort of working relationship with WWE. So WWE used their power to keep them as the little brother. You know, the little brother or the distant cousin, and not not give them the the reign and the the wherewithal to know that hey we can do this legit on our own i can't disagree with you there i think that a lot of the time that ring of honor and wwe have partnered together um was a one-sided relationship i think it served and helped wwe for a number of years but ring of honor never got any kind of reprisal for that So a reprisal would be a bad thing. Um, right. Reciprocation, sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> but, I mean, you look at it, and, you know, they did the same thing to ROH that they started doing to NXT, you know. You have the guys that they make a name. They become a household name. So what, what do they do? They bring them in. They're like, no, we have to make them our star, you know. Like, they're already a star. But... Could you imagine the, the, the talk with AJ Styles and them? Like, uh, we need you to change your name. No. <laughs> but we need you to have this name. No. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, back back when AJ came, the allure of the WWE was still so big. I, I'm sure AJ would have done it if they tried hard enough. Yeah, he would have gone by like AJ or something, you know, something. Because if you can get Dusty Rhodes to wear a polka uh, dot, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you can get anybody to do anything. You throw enough cash at him, take him to the Vince McMahon pool party, sell him a bunch of stories. Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> this is what we see for you. We're gonna put a mask on you, and we're gonna call you. No. <laughs> We're going to call you Styles. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they would have done something stupid, flash a hundred grand in front of him, and he'd have been like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> yeah. Here's your checkbook. Here's a pen. Pay me. <laughs> but back in the day, there's not many that wouldn't have been like, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a time where WWE money was not just WWE money. It was fame, it was stardom, and it was, in some way, shape, or form, considered to be the top. Yeah. But they they blew it. They, they pilfered away all of their opportunity with it, and now people are, well, they're disgusted. Mm. All right, kid, here we go. You're going to wear a jock strap, and you're going to come out to the ring, and we're going to call you Jockey. <laughs> okay. You know, you know, it still amazes me though the diehard bobbleheads that just they have no clue, right? They just can't get out of they just can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. So truly amazes me. 
so Cody Rhodes right now, to for a good example of that, Cody Rhodes has got to be a great example of what happens when you stretch a story. You know, you make people wait. With what, like what they did with Paige and Omega, but this is what they're doing with with Cody right now. And when I see this, when I when I watch it unfold, I'm loving it because I love the whole slow burn of it. It makes a lot of sense to me. I'm like, this is cool because we get to see a guy that is, you know, I will not turn. You know what I mean? Like the almost like the John mm-hmm. Cena esque attitude, and it's what fans used to complain about for so long. Why won't Cena turn? Well, now Cody is doing that same thing, only we know where it's going to end because AEW knows they're not going to screw their fans. And to see WWE diehards just, why won't they just do this? Why won't, like, really? Why is it a bad thing? Why can't we just see Cody get booed? You know what I mean? It, like, what's wrong yeah, with but it? It's because of the, the, the environment that the WWE created. Mm-hmm. I don't think they created it intentionally, but no. it's the environment that they created. And because of that, I think it is at this moment in time, just like bringing wrestling down for everybody. Right. I mean, I literally saw fans respond to, uh, what was it? Were they, they were talking about uh, maybe it was Paige and Danielson, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they were really like they. Some of these people really had a problem that this thing went an hour. So you know, so quickly this is first title defense, and it goes an hour, and how it made both of them look bad. And you know, they're talking about other matches, yet they forget that on SmackDown. What two weeks ago? The total amount of wrestling was sixteen minutes. It was less than one match on Dynamite. Uh, Danielson and maybe John Silver. I, I forget. I think that's. I think that's what it was. Right. Mm-hmm. That they they have no concept of what a storyline is. Their attention t- spans are so small right now. They have no clue. You know, I mean, that, oh, well, Cody's probably going to turn bad. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I hope it ain't anytime soon. I want it to drag out a little bit more. Yeah, I but can. I want to see it stretch as long as they can. Yeah, as long as it can, yeah, just because it aggravates people. And but maybe, again, that's the... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, maybe have Brandy turn. Maybe have people around him. No, nah, that's and he's still that's cliche. To turn. <laughs> yeah, that's cliche. Brandy turning is cliche to me. Cody oh, really? doing it. Yeah, Cody doing it. When oh, I'm vehemently not going to turn six months down the road because then you're not going to expect it. Oh, yeah, he's not going to turn. We're just going to keep booing him. But it, that's what the WWE has done, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a two-hour show and you don't even put 15 minutes of wrestling on a two-hour show. You don't have fans of pro wrestling anymore. You have fans of a soap opera that has wrestling in it. An hour and 45 minutes of soap opera with 15 minutes of sports entertainment thrown into the mix. Mm -hmm. And these fans, they some of them, 
just can't get away from that. That's what they're conditioned. They've been conditioned since they were five to like that style. They have no patience for storytelling. Well, we are in the world in the age of, you know, short-term, short attention spans and people that don't have any kind of patience. They want it now. They're the Verucas of the world. They want it now. But huh? get... what are we talking about? <laughs> Welcome back, Rob. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> but when you look at a matchup like, and I'm glad you brought it up, Adam Page and Brian Danielson, I mean, I didn't expect it. I, I, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Not to put either guy down, but come on. First match out of the gate for the title, and it's an hour? And, I mean, it's... What... When you put a match on like that, that's your main event to me. But they put it on first. I was like, wow, this is that's not the first time they've done this either. I don't know that I would have put it on first. Sometimes, though, you got to roll the dice. Mm-hmm. Because think about it. If you put it on last, then you run the risk of uh, fatigue. Right, mm-hmm. especially if the matches before that aren't that good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's a roll of the dice either way. I mean, if you put that, like you said, if you put that as the main event, and the and the fans are already beat because you've had banger after banger leading up to it, yeah, you do. Well, you yeah, run but a huge risk. No, 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 I'm not talking banger after banger. You got to hope that Penelope. Ford and Tay Conti don't poop the bed. You got to hope that what other match came after that? Um, well, they taped Rampage, so anything that was taped for Rampage after that? No, 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 no. For, uh, Rampage, I think, is taped after Dynamite. I think. Yeah. But I'm talking like in the in the second hour of Dynamite, mm-hmm. any of those matches, you now have to rely on those people not to screw it up and and like deflate the crowd. That's true. That's true because you've now uh, he hot, <laughs> hot made the crowd hot the entire first hour and now you've got to carry that. You literally have to carry it. You cannot afford to make a mistake. Right. I'll ask the question. Do you think they delivered on that? Delivered on what? Did they keep the crowd hot the entire 2 hours? Um, I mean, that's a tall damn order, you know, I mean, even for what many are calling match of the year. Um, so like I'm kind of diehard with AEW, right? Sure. But. The second hour, it was, uh, it didn't I didn't like pay it. as close attention as I probably should. Okay, before before I ask you why, same question to you, Rob. Well, I mean, I think you came out of the gate, then I think you had a great MJF interview. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I like that they brought him out first. But thinking about it, it should have probably been, like, in the middle. Hmm. You know? 
you could have had, you could have started with um, the girls, then ended with MJF. You know, but I agree with Brian. I said you delivered the first part, but then it kind of fell flat after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the risk you run. I mean, because like you all said already. You could lose your audience before they even get a chance to come out. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if you lose the audience, then what? You know, turn to, uh, hey, look, the other channel's doing this. Um, right, right. You you run the risk of losing that audience to literally anything. That's that's the only the only risk that is run on Wednesdays because there's not wrestling on any other channel. So if it really sh- if it really shits the bed, which I mean, let's be real, AEW hasn't done that yet. They've had some matches that weren't great. They've had some segments that you know probably were ill timed, but nothing that's ever really shit the bed. Yeah, but so I you know again. You- it's a risk. You have to gamble sometimes, mm-hmm. right? You have to know this is what people are going to tune in for. Yeah. Right? You have to know that this is going to attract the attention of a lot of people. Right? And you're trying to get the people that have never watched AEW before in the door. Mm-hmm. And again, if you put the second hour first, there's a good chance that some of those people are turning it off. I know and that, some of it may not be fatigue. Some of it may just be like, huh, this is not what I'm used to watching. Then let me cut it off. Mm-hmm. I know that when I, what's that? I was saying the good thing was Vince didn't have to stay up late. <laughs> I, I just, I felt like when I got through with that matchup, when, when we got to main event time for MJF versus Dante Martin, uh, I mean, they, both guys just really pulled out as much as they could, but there's no topping that matchup. So I don't know that any match outside of, I don't know, something silly. Yeah, would, would have but again, this is, this, is your, this is your world title picture, right? right. Or your world title, right? <clears throat> so the card is not stacked in such a way that they can try and top it, right? That's that's not what I lay money that none of them were like. Oh, let's top the world title, main or you know the world title match. Yeah, yeah, right. Because you didn't have the mix on there to even probably try it. Right. This is Dante's what first main event, probably. Yeah, I would say so. So he's. Getting there, but he's not quite ready for prime time, right? Mm-hmm. Still got he's still kind of rough around the edges, much like the the one move over the top rope where I think he went face first. Oh my god! I was when he landed, I just I wanted them to stop the match. I was like, all right, he's dead. <laughs> just just go get yeah. him. somebody go get this kid off the floor. You're like, right, but but you know what I'm saying? I mean, mistakes yeah. happen, right? Oh, yeah, but if yeah. he's ready for prime time, that must that mistake shouldn't happen, right? They, they, I mean, he's a high flyer. Mistakes are going to happen. 
Mm-hmm. However, that was that could have been bad. Yeah. You know, so to me, he he's he's getting there. He's young. He's improving. He's making a name for himself. He's entertaining to watch. However, I don't think he's like in a position to be stealing the show, especially not with the MJF. They're to me they they don't mix style wise. I completely agree there. Um, their chemistry in the ring was not was not good. It wasn't right. awful. I'm not trying to put them down, but it was not good. They had a lot of points where, especially where he hits his face on the on the outside, he gets to the top like he's going to dive, and he hesitated. And that hesitation, you could see MJF's face like, oh, shit. Like he didn't know where to be. So when Dante dives, he goes out there, and he's – Obviously, he's midair. You can't stop. And MJF is, is trying to position himself and not be, you know, ridiculously obvious, like, oh, crap, got to catch the guy. But at the end of it, he lands, and it's just like, oh, wow, he could really be hurt. Now, thank God he wasn't. You know, I'm very grateful for the fact that Dante Martin not only continued but was able to keep moving at such a high pace. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's There's something missing in the chemistry between those two. And, and I think it's because MJF is so polished, mm-hmm. and Dante is learning. Yeah, yeah, and right. Dante again, is still. What is he? Nineteen? Uh, uh, I think twenty, twenty-one, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. But again, if you put that on earlier, right, for all its high flying and luster and everything else, you're going to get people that turn away. So the smart money is to put that main event on first, roll the dice, let's see who who sticks around and who doesn't. And it looks like people stuck around. Uh, let's go to the numbers on that. According to Forbes.com, um, AEW's winter is coming, garnered 948,000 viewers, up 8% over the previous week. And they had 398,000 viewers in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is actually down 7%. Um but it's interesting because they ranked in the top five. They've stayed within the top five since Dynamite debuted. Uh, that speaks volumes. That's a huge mm-hmm. accomplishment for a company that's not even three years old. Mm-hmm. And it's because they do they do unconventional stuff like put that main event on first. Very true. Very true. And I understand it pissed a lot of people off, but. I'm okay with the way it ended. So when we went into when we went into this matchup, I think I think that two out of the three of us picked Brian Danielson to win the title. Yes. So and and honestly, I don't remember which two of us it was that picked uh, Danielson. I think, I think I did. Rob, do you remember if it was you or me? I don't. I thought I said it was going to be Adam Page because I said I, they're not going to make him lose his first time out. Okay, that that I I remember now. Yeah, you're right because you said that uh, two weeks ago. So, Brian, you said you were okay with the finish. How mm-hmm. how, how did you feel about it? What what did you think? Well, I mean, I'm okay. I mean, you put on an hour. Mm-hmm match that is you know even by many critics ranks ranks up you know uh, is one of the best they've put on 
So I'm okay with not having, uh, you know, a winner. And the reason why, kids, is because this is called storytelling. Mm-hmm. If either one had beat the other, the way AEW works, if Danielson wins, Paige may not get a rematch, right? Because they're all about going to the back of the line. Mm-hmm. Once again, if Paige wins, Daniel Bryan may not get a rematch. Mm-hmm. So how do you make sure this thing continues? Hurt. Shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Dusty finish. Whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You make sure there is no winner. Because this could quite possibly lead into what is it? What's the next pay per view? Revolution. Uh, thank you. And when month is that? March? February. February. A good two months worth of. Hangman, Adam Page, and Daniel Bryan going at it. That's called storytelling. Isn't it fun? Hmm. Isn't it great? Cool. <laughs> I'll say this. Um, if you had doubts as to whether or not Adam Page could go at a level like Brian Danielson's level, uh, that, that question was answered easily. <laughs> well, with 60 minutes of wrestling. Um, and I think that shows a lot of credibility to his title reign. I, I agree with you. It gives him an opportunity to really shine, but at the same time, it takes absolutely nothing away from either guy. So the timing of it was was actually well done. Well, and you think about it, he, he was bleeding from what, Mark? 20 minutes in, maybe? Maybe less? Yeah, so, I mean, he was bleeding from that early in, so yeah, he did a great job. I mean, the match was solid, and I can't wait to see what their story tells going down the road. Yeah, I mean, I don't see this ending anytime soon. What we got was an appetizer of what we're going to get, and it's going to be awesome. Because I don't, I don't have a doubt that you know, at this point in the game, AEW can deliver. Mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, it makes me excited. You know, like oh my god, we might actually get a good this or that. I mean, the dusty finishes will still happen, but you know what? They happen everywhere else too. So now there's there's a lot of conversation about what happens next with their next matchup. Is it going to be two out of three falls? Is it going to be submission? I, for one, wouldn't mind seeing an Iron Man match. Another one? That's yeah. what they just did. Yeah, that's what they just did. Most I don't know if I want to see that. I think I it's going to be a submission match. Mm, no, I, I, think, I think the submission would come when he wins. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know if Adam does. Adam Page have submission moves? I don't. Uh, he dealt. He broke out the figure four. He put the, okay, put the figure four the on figure him. Four. Yeah. All right, so he's got one. But I, I mean, I, I if they're Arm. smart, this plays out. If they're smart, this play maybe plays out past February. Mm-hmm. Because that's not uncommon for them to do either. You know, drag these things out. And I, I, maybe it is a submission, but 
I would like to see that last when it's time for Danielson to win. Well, that's the thing. Like with Adam Page, you you just did this, you know, eighteen month storyline of really preparing him and grooming him and getting the crowd ready and giving Kenny Omega his due. Because let's face it, Kenny Omega could have easily just come in there and said, all right, well, you should make me champion first, and they could have did it that way. But instead, they took a a different route. They built him up, and he was very, honestly, he was very unselfish with his reign. He made a lot of people look really good. And so they, they did it in a way that made everybody get in line with it, that now that Adam Page has won it, in February, when they face off, if it's just a straight-up one-on-one contest, to me, that's where Adam Page wins by pinfall. Yeah, but, or we get another draw. Hmm. Which then kicks in the stipulation the, ne- the next time, maybe. I yeah. mean, who knows? I, 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 it's kind of weird to me, like... I. I want this thing to, I really want this to drag out. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, if it's six months, it's six months. I don't care how we get there, but I think a pinfall by either person is, is now, you know, going to detract from the story. I don't care if Paige comes out and pulls the old Apollo Creed. Ain't going to be no rematch. <laughs> That would it's be AEW. You're at the back of the line. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You ain't going to get a rematch. <laughs> You're not getting a rematch. You know? Wow. I said I'd fight anybody. Didn't say I'd fight you twice. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. And then, we, and then Danielson just starts really turning heel. Mm-hmm. And just wrecking people until, you know. Adam is like, okay, okay, you you get your opportunity in February, mm-hmm. and then the you know the fight's on. Can a face do that? Can a good guy go that yeah, route? Wait, who? Page is like not going to be a rematch. Yeah, yeah. Can that yeah, be pulled off in that. a way where that works? Sure. And we're AEW. You lost. You go to the back of the line. You know. Or, you know, I, well, I, I could, I guess, is winning percentage come into play with two ties? Or, yeah, I guess it would be two ties. That would be so screwed up. <laughs> hey, you way to go, kid. You took you took me to the limit. You did a great job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back in the line with you. I got another match Back in the line, week. yeah. <laughs> have him, have him, next week. Good line. <laughs> have him wrestle like Baron Black or something. Sean Dean, some 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 guy from the extras. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's all you really have to do, right? You just have mm-hmm. to ain't gonna be no rematch, and then you just turn Daniel Bryan loose. Am I saying that right? No, no. Brian Daniels. Brian Daniels. <laughs> I wanted you to turn actually run loose. a count how many times you did it first, but okay. <laughs> you just turn him loose and have him wreck people until <clears throat> you know. Page is like, okay, okay, knock it off. You're killing the roster. I'll give you a rematch. <laughs> or Tony Khan forces him. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he's hurting people. <laughs> he, he wants a rematch. <laughs> give him what he wants. You have Excalibur call it. You got to give the people what they want. 
Yeah. I mean, I, in this day and age, you know, good guys can do whatever they want. You're, you're actually right on that. Well, to a point, Adam Page could do it. Yes. Adam Page could probably do just about anything he wants. He could probably smack Tony Schiavone. Maybe not Jim Ross, but Tony Schiavone. Mm, no, nah, I think he'd get booed for that, too. We like Tony. I mean, of course we do. The only one smacking Tony's going to be Adam Cole. What? No, no, no. There's a new third guy in Bridge Life. Jay White. Yeah, that seemed weird. <laughs> no, saw... That is foretelling that is finest right there. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're saying that's foreshadowing. We're, we're headed down that yeah. road. Mm. We're headed down that road, yes. I mean, think about it. So FTR and the Briscoes do it to get your match. Um, God, who else has been doing it? Uh, Malachi Black is telling you who's coming next. Oh, and Brody King, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody in AEW is like, yeah, yeah, let's let's let's, uh, let's feed them a line and see who picks up. Let's throw the Easter egg out there and see who gets it, right? We all know it's probably going to happen between New Japan and AEW. Mm-hmm. Here's 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 you know this your foreshadowing. Hmm. Bullet Club. Ex Bullet Club, you know, it's, it's I it up beautifully. Maybe Adam Cole's dance card's about to be a little bit more full than he can handle. No, no. Once he dumps the bucks. Well, I'm, you, you're jumping ahead of me. You, I usually jump ahead of you. Now you're jumping. Ahead. This isn't how it works. I'm supposed to jump ahead of you. Well, you're slow. It's a build up. I'm trying to learn from Brian. Well, there's a slow burn, then there's the no burn, and what you're doing is the no burn. Oh, not the no burn. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> so Adam Cole says to the Bucks this past, oh, <laughs> past week on Dynamite that he has got the best Christmas gift ever for them. And I'm thinking this spells nothing but doom and gloom for the young Bucks. I'm thinking that the era begins in AEW. And I'm thinking that Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Bobby Fish officially give Adam Cole his opportunity at revenge for the attempted murder of Adam Cole. <laughs> and I fully believe well, that they will quote that in the build-up. So, but y'all correct me if I'm wrong, right? That segment where he said, I'm going to give you the best Christmas gift ever. And they announced that match with, um, uh, oh man, I'm drawing a bunch. <laughs> the Lucha, who was it? The Lucha Brothers. Who did they face Friday night? Oh, it was the best friends in the Lucha Brothers. Okay. Wasn't that, didn't they originally say that was next week or this Friday? That's what I thought they were, that's, that's what I thought they said. <clears throat> and then it was suddenly on Rampage. Yes. And I got confused because I'm like, well, you just said you're going to give them a Christmas gift next week during the eight-man tag. And now the eight-man tag is this week, and we're not going to get a Christmas gift. So I'm kind of confused. Kind of confused. 
do they stretch it and say that the best friends ruined the best Christmas no. gift ever? No, it'll happen. It'll happen, but I think they I think they screwed up. You know what I'm saying? I think somewhere somebody screwed up. So, as far as like like the match was last Friday instead of the next Friday, kind of threw the whole thing off. But the Young Bucks are going to get it for. I'm pretty sure they uh, super kicked old Adam Cole when he went to WWE. They did. They tried yeah. to kill him too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Besides that, <laughs> I mean, he was dead to them for a while. So. <laughs> And no seance could bring him back. That's why, to me, it just seems so... I mean, I'm okay with it. Because, to me, this is one of those moments where it doesn't matter who's good or bad. It's just going to be great TV. Um, but I, I am curious if this is just being done because of the fact of how fast Kyle O'Reilly became available. Mm, no, I think this was probably in the in the works, right? You don't think they've been talking? Yes, yeah, Rob's right. <laughs> so that, so again, me and Rob are in AEW. You're in WWE. Mm-hmm. Hey, bud, you should really come over and see what what this place is like. It's a whole lot better. You can say what you want. You can do what you want. All they're going to tell you is, say, Poughkeepsie and Dynamite. That's it. It's wrestling. It's not sports entertainment. What are you going to do? You're going to come join your friends. Well, yeah. And that's what happened. I mean, I don't even know if there was talk of any negotiations with that with him. I'm sure he was probably like, nope, I'm out. I don't That's why he got him. job to watch his name, Crow Magnet Man or whatever. Vaughn Wagner. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Well, I'd, if I'd have been going out, I'd been like, all right, but you got to let me put Braun Breaker over first. No, you wouldn't have. You'd be like, do what you want. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna squash me, but just remember, sooner or later, I'm gonna get my revenge. Do your worst. I don't know that I'd ever tell WWE to do their worst because that's where they might call them up to the main roster, sign them, and slap them with the 90-day. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, honestly, I don't know if they could have done it. I don't see how you can force somebody into an additional contract. That's Matt Hardy. Ooh. Yeah, I, I mean, I think most of these guys have to actually agree. That's why some guys like Ciampa... Gargano went up and came right back down because they were probably like, nope, mm-mm, not going to happen. We're going to stay in NXT or we're not going to do it. You know, we'll sit at home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, literally, I, I, I can't see how a company be like, oh, Stan, uh, uh, you have to renegotiate your contract because we're sending you to the main roster. I don't, I don't think that's how contracts work. I could be wrong, but I don't think that's how it works. Especially a hired hand or whatever they're considered. Independent contract. There you go. Kevin Owens decides to stay with WWE for apparently his deal is for another three years. Um, 
Rob, we'll go, we'll start with you. What do you think of Kevin Owens staying with WWE? I think Kevin Owens is at the point where he's like, you know what? Honestly, I think he might think to himself, with all these people that are letting go, I might get a chance. Um, but he's also looking at the fact that he can stay home. He can kind of do what he wants, work when he wants. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just fine doing what he's doing. Brian, I mean, think- I think it'll be oh, go good. Ahead. I think, huh? I thought I thought you were done. Go ahead. No, I was I was done. Then I start talking again. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all um, right. I hope that he gets another run. You know, I think he is one thing that we desperate that WWE desperately needs to put their their time and focus in because I mean he's got a fan base and everything behind him, and hopefully they will. Uh, get off their asses and realize that they won't, but maybe they will. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's, he's done a lot in the time that he's had. They've, they've given him some good stuff and then taken a lot of good stuff away from him just because they weren't sure what to do with the guy like Kevin Owens. And honestly, it seemed like, you know, his, his decision was really already made because it seemed like he was really leaning towards leaving the company and heading to AEW, and and you know credit to the guy for wanting to make sure that his family's provided for. I can definitely understand that. Um, Brian, do you think he made the right call? So he either, he's either going to be uh, he's going to be the poster child for the WWE did right by him, mm-hmm. or on the flip side of that coin, he's going to be the poster child why you shouldn't go to them at all. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. But you have to you have to let it play out. I mean, I can't fault the guy for resigning. Right. Um, I'm sure they dangled the carrot in front of him. Oh, yeah, we'll get you a title run. We're going to make you a bigger star. We're going to do this, this, and this. But at the end of the day, you're not busting the glass ceiling. They're not going to dump money into them. Like... Roman Reigns or somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get treated any better. I don't think he, you know, I don't. Maybe he doesn't get, uh, doesn't lose in the, you know, in 70% of his matches now. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they upped the percentage. Who knows? But I can't fault him for staying. But again, he'll be the poster child for either coming or going. Yeah, I mean the last the last major name in this situation was the Good Brothers, and they were told, "Hey, you know, do this for your family. We're gonna give you the most money you've ever made. We're gonna make sure you guys are treated well. Your family here." And then it wasn't even six months after they resigned, and they were kicked to the curb. Now, thankfully, both guys are accomplished enough to wherever they land, they're gonna be fine, but. This is a perfect example. I absolutely agree with you. If they blow it with Kevin Owens, they you won't have that chance again. We'll put it that way. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll you'll probably still get some people that think they're you know they're going to get one over. Mm-hmm. But I I would be like any major star, any major star in the future. 
like MJF, mm-hmm. you would probably give MJF pause to be like, no, I, I think I'll stay here. Right. I mean, there's only so many times you can do people dirty <laughs> before people wake up. Again, maybe he does get a title run. Maybe he gets a year-long title run that breaks Roman Reigns' record. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But if they screw it up, this is, I mean, this is the litmus test. If they screw up Kevin Kevin Owens, then it's a good possibility you're going to have a lot more jump ship that aren't going to come. And you're going to be forced to make superstars out of um, what, who were the, who were they showing on NXT? The future. What were, what were they showing? Oh, the most recent thing. It was uh, it's for WWE Next in Line. Actually, it's that's good to bring that up. So WWE just debuted a a program or a, uh, a yeah, I guess you'd call it a program, a, a, a new department kind of thing called Next in Line, basically directed towards college athletes, where men and women from pro, potential pro athletes have an opportunity to really to almost like a combine for WWE to, to see if they can get picked up and signed much like any other professional sport. Um, but I'll say this with a guy like Kevin Owens, he is the, out of all of the potential free agents, he's the last of that group that would be relatively old school. So I don't know that any of the next in line candidates would learn from that. But I can say that it's going to be significantly more difficult to find people to work with um, and to position these potential new stars if you have no one else for them, no other dance partners for them. Yeah, but so the problem here with those with this for me is you've already touted them as future Mm -hmm. superstars. Right. Right. So they're going to get booked in things they shouldn't get booked in, mm-hmm. right? They're going to win when they shouldn't win. You're going to literally do things with these people that you never should have done as far as, like, booking decisions, right? Because, again, oh, we're not we're not bringing in no indie darlings no more. That didn't work for us. So now we're going to create them. Problem with creating them, you got to turn them into something special. How do you do that? You make them win over guys like Kevin Owens and Shinsuke and Sami Zayn. You know the fringe guys. Yeah, the the last of that group. I mean, because because Gargano's gone, at least for now. You know, I I still think he probably comes back because of Candice LeRae. But he's gone for now. Champa, we already know he's not going to leave NXT. Good for him. I mean, and, and, and they've done right by him on NXT. So I can't say I disagree with his thought process. But Samoa Joe's out. He's hurt. Um, I don't know anybody else. And Sami Zayn, his contract is supposed to be up in February. So Sammy doesn't necessarily have to stay with Kevin Owens. Yes, they were kind of a package deal when they first got signed. Or they not were really a package deal, but one influenced the other decision. I, I think that he would probably make that call and say, you know what, I'm going to go where I actually have a fair a fair opportunity. And I can't say I blame him. As much joking as he does with the conspiracy theory, you know, on SmackDown, um, 
he's not necessarily off the mark anymore because he, he's not getting any real opportunities right now. I mean, he's in a program right now with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Right. And he's the middle guy. Go ahead and say it. He's the Zack Ryder in the John Cena Kane feud. He is Zack Ryder. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't going to say that, but I mean, <laughs> he's the middle guy. He's, I mean, how well do you think this is going to play out for him? <laughs> so, I mean, because I mean, even though him and Brock are apparently Canadians or, or whatever it was, I uh, love, I love that he's like, let's leave, let's get out of here. Let's yeah. go fishing. <laughs> let's, let's go hunting. He's like, Brock, I'm, I'm a vegan. <laughs> We're Canadians, man. <laughs> I I will say, I got to give him credit. That was funny. It was good TV. Um, but, like, like now, because at the end of SmackDown, I, I don't know how much of it you watch, but Roman fires Paul Heyman and beats the shit out of him. Huh? <laughs> Why? You, you finally have a working formula. You got Heyman, the Usos, and Roman. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. Who's going who's gonna to bring Paul Heyman into the fold now? Go on, say it. Lesnar. Do we get another year so, Lesnar run? <laughs> no. It's not even going to be about that. It's going to be about this was all set up so that Roman Reigns could beat Brock Lesnar on day one with the help of Paul Heyman. Thank you. You want to write that down now? No. You want me to, you want me to (laughs) melterize it? You just put it in the atmosphere. It's going to happen. And now we're all going to be sad and disappointed. Yeah. You want me to melterize it? Well, I contact say this is the big plan for day one. Good job. You're breaking more news than Meltzer is. That's not hard, by the way. <laughs> but this, So this is my first official prediction. If that's how day one plays out, I'm 100%. Hey, hey. Better than Meltzer right now. Let me see if I can pull up the day one card. Not that we really need to predict it, but what the hell, right? We haven't predicted a WWE card in a while. Uh, but that's by the, the way, next one, right? Uh, yeah, day one's yeah, the day next one. pay-per-view. Um, a couple things I've, I'd mentioned. Ric Flair does comment on his uh, Wikipedia page. He did an interview back in 2009, 2010, where he says he's a 21-time champion, but he'll take credit for 16. Um, Arn Anderson says that the matchup between Brian Danielson and Adam Page is the best match he's seen in 25 years. 23 of those years were with WWE. Just want to put that out there. Uh, oh, and by the way, tonight on Raw, Omos officially dropped AJ Styles. So is Omos good or bad? Uh, I had it on mute, <laughs> so oh. I don't know. <laughs> I truly don't know. Um, all right, well, let's see here. Raw Tag Team Championship, RK Bro versus the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. <coughs> Rob, I think you said it last week. It's a shame that Bobby Roode has been moved around as much as he has after they gave him such a great opportunity with the glorious character. It, it is kind of sad to see him filtered this way. I think it's horrible. <laughs> 
I mean, it's just an example of how missed they are with their booking of everything. I mean, you know, like, you know, like y'all just said, they just, they, they've cut all these people, but then they keep holding auditions, you know? Um, but here we are. And like, nobody saw Omos dropping AJ Styles at some point. I mean, the guy, in my opinion, has zero charisma, zero talent. Um, so you put him with AJ to, to, to get him over, and then it's just going to do nothing. Um, but Bobby Roode, you got a legit main eventer. Dolph Ziggler, legit main eventer. And here they have been, you know, and WWE does what they've done for years. They put these people together, like RK Bro. Couldn't care less about either one of them. Wouldn't give two shits if either one of them was on that release letter tomorrow. But, oh well. Uh, with that, are you going to pick RK Bro or are you going to say it's the Dirty Dog? <laughs> I'm going to go with Dirty Dog. <laughs> you like what I did there, Brian? <laughs> You're, that's a dick move right there. <laughs> All right, Brian, what do you think? <laughs> oh, man. Um, hold on. I got to check my sources. Uh-oh. Uh, so... Here it comes. Incoming. <laughs> One source is saying that the the plans are for RK RK Bro to win, and then I have another source that says uh, the Dirty Dogs will win. Oh no! Yeah. How do you decide between two sources? No, I'm just putting both of them out there. Oh, <laughs> and this way, this way I'll be fifty percent correct. <laughs> Thank you, Brian Heenan. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Oh, I knew they were going to do that. <laughs> I called it. I called it. <laughs> I was right from the beginning. <laughs> I'm right uh, from the moment I wasn't. <laughs> I think RK, bro. I don't see them losing the titles until they lose it to the Street Profits or uh, what's um, the Alpha Academy. I think yeah, the yeah, that actually yeah. takes the belt. Well, didn't the Alpha Academy... Uh... Didn't uh, Otis beat uh, both of them last week pretty good? Uh, they left them laying last week, yes. yes yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm still going with my prediction, Alpha Academy. <laughs> oh, good, good. Good to hear that. So, <laughs> that's just for future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> wait, you're going to get I have fired? signed a pick so for future endeavors. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no. That, yeah, that's fired. Uh, a futures contract, not endeavors, just a future. Smackdown go. Women's Championship. Tony Storm predicted to challenge Charlotte Flair. Um, they've done Tony Storm no favors on SmackDown. Built her like crap. Um, the big part of their feud has been throwing pies at each other. Yep. Throwing pies. Okay. <laughs> Who's excited for that one? I was just saying, if I if I felt sorry for anybody right now in SmackDown, it's Sasha Banks. You know? Why she's getting the title here after Tony Storm wins? Oh, Sasha's going to get that title. 
I don't think Tony Storm wins. I think she does win. You think Tony Storm can hug- beat Charlotte for the title? Yes. Given the hug last week, I think it was last week, mm-hmm. right? Given the hug with Sasha hugs Tony Storm, Tony Storm wins, and Sasha immediately turns on her. <laughs> Sasha's got more heel turns than Big Show ever had. Yes. He's got more heel turns than... Again. <laughs> He's got more heel turns than Charlotte has losses on pay per views. And if I can, if, if I can just let y'all know, I, I have I have pulled out some shenanigans tonight for these predictions. But I looked at my calculator, my Steiner math, saying I had now have a thirty three percent chance. No, no, not the Steiner being math. Right. <laughs> All right, broad break. And if you take that thirty-three percent chance and put it with my fifty percent chance, <laughs> yeah, and you two have no chance, <laughs> that equals yeah. my hundred percent chance from the first match. Uh, a matchup that has uh, been built up really, really poorly, but could actually end up being pretty good: The Miz and Edge. Um, last week on Raw, Edge and The Miz had a confrontation where they went back and forth. Of course, the first confrontation between the two of them was where they literally ripped off CM Punk and MJF, which was just stupid. The next week, Miz tries to get the upper hand. Edge goes for the spear, and Miz puts Maurice in front of him. Edge, of course, pulls up short. It's not going to spear Maurice. Then Maurice smacks Miz. So what do they do tonight? Well, they do the Cutting Edge, Edge's talk show, where Edge brings out Maurice. Brian, can you predict what happened here? The Rated R Superstar is back. No, it was not a live sex celebration. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was in true WWE writing fashion, all of of Roos, all of ploy, where Maurice feigns crying and everything. Miz comes down to attack Edge, gets distracted because Maurice kicks him in the nuts, and then gets dropped. Welcome to day one build-up. <laughs> Why? Why even do that? I, I think you said it in your previous statement about the w, WWE, uh, you know, how they can't write story on. Even the bobbleheads are confused right now. They're like, what the hell? No, they're not. No, the bobbleheads are eating that up. All right. So if I take my 125% chance <laughs> minus Rob's 33% chance, and because you have no chance. That's what you got. I'm taking the miss. Okay. Rob, Edge, or Miz? Who do you got? Edge. Edge. I say Edge also. I agree. <sighs> Losers. <laughs> you gotta get that cough checked out, buddy. So, has anybody found out if the Miz thing is for real? <clears throat> what Miz thing? Yeah, what, which Miz thing? The Hall of Fame. Oh, no. I think it was false. There is a fake WWE Twitter account out there that has um, one of those characters that's like super hard to see. On their end of the the Twitter thing, either that or somebody photoshopped it. But there's nothing anywhere that says that he's being inducted. It yeah, but they don't announce yet. 
Right. They wouldn't announce yet, so we don't know for sure. So I guess we got to wait until, what, January when they start doing the announcements? Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe he does. Maybe, uh, maybe somewhere he gets a retirement match. Is, is Miz Hall of Fame worthy already? No. That well, after well pretty, pretty, after pretty more than, he's done more than half the people in the Hall of Fame, so. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Fair. That's, yeah. The only reason I say no is because he's still active. Okay. But if he becomes inactive, then yeah, he's Hall of Fame worthy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're talking a guy that started out as, what, the goofy kid in the back holding the microphone. Right. To world champ on multiple occasions. But intercontinental champ. U.S. champ, tag champ. U.S. champ, tag. Has he been 24-7 yet? I don't think so. He needs a 24 If he gets 24-7, I'm gold. Greatest of all time, the Miz. Greatest of all time, yeah. (laughs) But Rob's right. He has done more than a large majority in that Hall of Fame. I mean, he's done more than Hillbilly Jim. He's done more than Coco Beware. (laughs) Brutus Beefcake. Greg Valentine. The Godfather. Definitely the Godfather, yeah, yeah. Mark Henry. Diamond Dallas Page. Ooh. Uh, okay. I don't know, man. Diamond Dallas Page had a pretty damn good career. But are you going to get accolades? You know, Mm. but... I mean, you got to look like Brian brought up. Like, I mean, the man went from, what was it, the real world, mm-hmm. and then the real world road rules challenge, and then, like, came to WWE on Tough Enough, and then here we are. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's done movies. He's done Dancing with the Stars. He did he's the Marine like, 6 or 7. Yeah, yeah. He's got... Another sequel to Santa with Muscles. I mean, he's done a lot of straight to <laughs> Santa with Muscles crackle streaming services. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Good for Miz. And he did I mean, Mary Maurice. Well, and that right the there is the whole thing. <clears throat> and he's got two kids from her, so. I mean, hey. Mm. And I feel sorry for her because that boy, that girl looks just like him. <laughs> wow so if their marriage does fail if their marriage fails over the year she's going to look at that daughter every year every day, every day and go like you look just like your father so he has 20 overall championships in the WWE mm-hmm. he is the 25th triple crown champion and the 14th grand slam champion wow yeah, that puts him in some pretty rare company. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Hard to argue with that. Yes. Next up is Raw Women's Championship Liv Morgan challenging <sighs> Becky Lynch for the title. <sighs> Good point, Brian. <laughs> well, I was wondering if I could squeak any more Steiner math out of this one. I don't Only- think I can. Only if they Becky do one Lynch. of those uh, 
Oh, okay. He just straight up says Becky. Never mind. Yeah, Becky Lynch. Say Becky. I mean, I'm a Becky fan, but I'm going to go say Liv Morgan. Why not? <laughs> well, let's see here. <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, Liv Morgan had all of the buildup in the world for her first title match against Becky Lynch in front of her parents and her family, and she lost because Becky held the ropes. Up until that point, you know, Liv Morgan had been relatively unknown. I don't want to say, like, ignored, but she just she hadn't really done a lot. She had improved. She's made a lot of strides. Um, and she has gotten to a point now where the crowd is, is invested in her. I don't think she's going to win the title, but she's definitely on her way. Fine. Be that way. <laughs> Jeez. I like the dead damage. Fine. Whatever. SmackDown Tag Team Championships up for grabs as the New Day. Jesus, move on. Oh, well, all right. Then. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> My prediction is nobody gives a shit. I agree. This is like the 30,000th time this tag team is faced off. I'm done with it. I don't want to see it anymore. Who's going to win? The Usos? No. Who's going to lose? The fans. That's who's losing because we have these same fucking people. Damn. Not that word. Damn. Where's the bleep button? Where's the bleep button? I said it to quote You can't say that word. Didn't you get the memo from HR? They send memos now? Yes. HR can kiss it. Oh, ooh. That's not going to make HR. <laughs> you're going to get in trouble. Yeah, you're going to get in trouble with HR. Don't say that either. Uh, matter of fact, I think they're already typing. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be, Come uh, get some. <laughs> that'll be in your inbox anytime now, Rob. <laughs> Come get some. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this matchup itself outside of the I don't want to see it. I don't think it's going to be bad, but I'm I'm over it. I'm over seeing these guys go after it. And plus, Xavier Woods got, you know, got bitch slapped by uh, Roman Reigns. They squashed his crown. So then he has to make go it. Go away. You know, it's Wait. dumb. Can I flip my pick then? Uh-oh. Yeah. Since yeah. I'm the only one picking, can I flip my pick? I'm going to take the new day. I mean, you can't smash the guy's crown and not expect him to get revenge. So, I forgot about that. Thank you, Stan. Thank you. Because you said that, I'm saying the Usos. No, you can't pick. You already said you don't (laughs) care about it. You're not picking. I did. (laughs) Uh, Universal Championship on the line. Brock Lesnar challenging Roman Reigns. Brian already kind of laid out how he thinks this one's going to go. I have a hard time disagreeing with them. I I don't. I don't know. Uh, Lesnar's been entertaining in this most recent run, but the, I'm I'm much more uncomfortable seeing either guy continue with the title. Although, who do you take it? Who do you put the belt on if it's not these two? Anyone else? Wait, we've already established Roman Reigns is 
the greatest WWE champion. He's never going to lose. He's the greatest of all time. Or as, uh, as Santino would say, the greatest of all the times. Yeah. He's a well, legend in his own mind. Yeah. Until that kid that teamed up with uh, Braun Strowman and won the tag team titles makes Gross. his triumphant return. <laughs> Roman, you remember 12 years ago when you didn't sign my autograph? <laughs> well, now I'm head of the table, bitch. <laughs> Uh, finally, we've got the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and the WWE Champion, Big E, in a fatal four-way. Brian, you're first. Um, Big E retains. Hmm, he says. Brian predicts Big E to retain. With the help of Bobby Lashley. Wait, what? Explain. Nope, you heard it. Moving on. (laughs) I don't explain nothing. (laughs) Rob, what do you think? WWE title match. I'm going to go with Kevin Owens because a man can only dream. Mm, I mean, it is fresh off of his uh, new contract. What better way to make him make a, a statement at day one than to uh, have Kevin Owens come away the WWE champion? I don't know. I think it's going to be Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins wins the title, and I think uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins form a, a union of sorts. A new team or faction. And Bobby sure. Lashley returns where he needs to be. Hold. <laughs> and right now my left arm is outstretched. I have a pointer <laughs> finger out. Stan, you can go. <laughs> so so you don't like my uh, my teaming of, of Rollins and, and Kevin Owens? No, I mean, you know. That's your pick, man. That's what you want to go with. If there's no other pick you can come up with. I mean, your pick of Seth Rollins was decent, but when you said they're going to team up, that just lost it. Well, I had to make sure I WWE'd my pick. (laughs) And it's also the complete opposite of my pick. So. Well, I don't want to be like you. Apparently you do. No, I don't. You just went with the other I am the opposite. (laughs) <laughs> That's not what your T-shirt says. My, my T-shirt says yes, actually. How'd you do that? Mm-hmm. My camera's not turned on. Well, you have three shirts. It's either a Shawn Michaels shirt, a Superman shirt, or a Yes shirt. Uh, you know as well as I do, I have no Shawn Michaels shirts. <laughs> or a CM Punk shirt that's too small. Nope, I made sure that the CM Punk shirt I got recently was the right size. But problem was, he got the one with no sleeves, Brian. Brother! <laughs> Welcome to the gun show! One day he'll grow into his gun shirts. What if this show is like like a Marvel reboot or something? Day one, you know, like, everything changes. I mean, I would love them to try that. You think it's all new champs? 
No, 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 no. Not all new champs, but like some new champs, right? Because it's day one. Hey, we're going to change things up. Yay! Instead of throwing shit at the right wall, we're going to throw it at the left. <laughs> we're going this way now. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now. Vince, from now on, you don't say you're fired. You say you're hired. That's your first question. <laughs> <laughs> All shit goes to the left, pal. That's that's bad shit, pal. They, they, I can do it. I can do it. I got a plan. <laughs> I feel like with, with WWE, there's only but so much you can do. I mean, you hear what happens when we try to predict their shows. It's just... <laughs> it's a goddamn debacle. Throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks. I mean, it really is. It, Right now, I mean, on Raw, you've got Liv Morgan out there with a cast on her left arm. Oh, for Pete's sake, really? And a cane in her right hand. For Pete, so what is she like? I can't wrestle day one. Uh, and that's what it has to be, right? What doctor is going to let her wrestle like that? Uh, she's talking she it saying? up. What is this? Well, there's some footage from last weekend. Okay. Here's Liv Morgan. Uh, okay, so that's Becky Lynch in a training ring. Locking up with somebody. Oh, you didn't see that? No. No, 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 no. That's somebody else. Looked that's like Becky, Becky Lynch. No. Oh, they found her Squaring up with ringer. somebody. Liv Morgan comes in, attacks her. It's not Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch comes in, attacks Liv Morgan. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, just keep watching this. Yeah, they swerved. Yeah, it's quite, wow. It's quite... They played this off pretty well because it, it, until she flicks her hair up there, you don't know that that's not Becky. Right. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Well done. <laughs> oh, wow. She lays in hard with that cane shot. Oops. That's not the right redhead. Oh, hi, Becky. And the fans are cheering, by the way, as this is playing in the background. <laughs> you hear the fans screaming as Becky beats the piss out of Liv Morgan. <laughs> Everybody's supposed to love Liv as she gets her ass whipped by Becky Lynch. Oh, and there goes her push. Oh! So she goes for that step up in Zaguri, but she doesn't hit the back of the head. She hits her in the face. Good lord. All right, so maybe Liv comes out looking a little bit better out of this because she does manage to get the upper hand. I think that was dumb, well, though. Apparently yeah. not if she's in the cast. Well, the the week prior, you know, because true 50-50 booking at its finest, the week prior, Becky Lynch put her, her hand, her arm, in the steps and started stomping the steps to teach her a lesson. I'm sure going with my pick, Becky Lynch. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> yeah alright so this weekend of course is Christmas so we want to tell all of our fans all over the world to have a wonderful holiday we want to tell all That's of our fans to have a great holiday season Brian listen Scrooge suck it <laughs> damn uh, the thoughts and uh, opinions of one Brian Taylor do not indicate that of corner to corner wrestling radio HR will be calling you soon, Brian. <clears throat> but we do want to thank all no, of no. our no, all of our listeners around the world. Thank you so much for all of the uh, downloads and the shares that you've done for us this year because, man, we've seen some just awesome growth because of you guys. And we just want you to know 
whether Brian likes it or not. We definitely appreciate you. And we thank you so much for uh, all of the time spent. Hey, make sure you tell your friends about us. Share, share the links. Send us a chat. Send us a message on Twitter or Facebook. We're always available for you. We're ready to believe you, like the Ghostbusters say. Stan likes mushroom pics. <laughs> Stan likes what? <laughs> You're such an asshole. Mushroom pics. <laughs> he also likes mom porn. Whoa, whoa. Now we've now you've taken it too far. Now you've crossed the line. He likes granny photos. No. That's a no. And if he I has Walker single, Wednesdays. If I get a single DM or Facebook <laughs> message about that, you're all dead. And and just so you know, mushrooms are code word for something. Very similar. Stop it. <laughs> That only certain people have with a certain chromosome. <laughs> yep. And they too can have walkers, and he's like, he likes them. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how much more descriptive I can get. There. <laughs> Please no. He likes them long and fat. Oh Jesus! I hope you get at least one. <laughs> I swear to God, if it happens, I'm sending them to you. <laughs> Catch up with us on social media. At Rob Hefner C2C on the Twitter bot, Rob Hefner on Facebook, at Brian Taylor on Facebook, and Vlad Dragul C2C on the Twitter blah, bot. Blah, blah. <laughs> and if you, if you can glaze it, those are his favorites. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> at Stan Grub everywhere for me. I can't believe I just said that. He's in the spy activity. <laughs> <laughs> at C2C radio show for us. <clears throat> When we see you next time, we will go over. <laughs> no, 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 you'll see him. <laughs> Stan will see you in his DMs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All of you. <laughs> You're the worst ever. <laughs> Have a very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to all of you. We will see you next time. Right Put a bow on it. Corner to corner. Have a great day. 50 to 80 is his preferred demographic. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hear the music, please, God. <laughs> He likes jingle ball. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.